A new way of lowering LDL cholesterol was unveiled at the American Heart Association annual scientific sessions in Los Angeles. In the Gauss study, a monoclonal antibody to the PCSK9 protein that regulates LDL receptor activity has been compared with azetamibe in 160 statin-intolerant patients. Sarah Maxwell heard the details from Evan Stein. If patients can't tolerate um, a statin or can only tolerate very low doses, mostly because of muscle-related side effects, they have very little options. The only other real tolerable option is ezetimide, a drug which blocks cholesterol absorption. And so we use that as a positive control in one of the five, in one of the five arms was on ezetimide alone and placebo injections of AMG145. One of the five arms was on ezetimide plus real AMG145. The other three arms were on AMG alone at different doses, 280, 350, and 420 milligrams. And these drugs were given subcutaneously every four weeks. To get into the study, the patients had to have proven muscle-related side effects on previous statins. 100% of them couldn't, had had intolerance of one statin. About 70 to 80% had been tried on two statins. And even a third had been brave enough to try a third statin and not been able to tolerate it. So what have you seen in terms of LDL reduction then? What have been the results? So on the azetamide arm alone, we saw the expected 15%. Azetamide traditionally gets 15 to 18% LDL reduction. In the AMG alone arms, the, at the lower dose of 280 going up to the 420, that ranged from an LDL reduction of 41% to the highest dose was 51%. And in those patients who received both ezetimibe plus AMG145, there was a 63% reduction in LDL cholesterol. So this is really quite a large jump for this difficult-to-treat population. What have been your main conclusions then? Is this at a stage where we can say, let's go ahead with this approach? Well, it certainly meets an unmet medical need for uh, many millions of patients, 10 to 20% of statin takers can't tolerate the drug. If you figure that in the United States alone, there are about 20 million people who need statins or given statins, that's uh, one to two million people. And in Europe, obviously, uh, a large number as well. So that if you cannot tolerate a statin, your options are very limited of ever getting to optimal LDL reduction and we know that LDL is probably the single most effective modifiable risk factor for reducing your risk of heart disease if you're at high risk or if you've got coronary disease so you need to get to a certain LDL level and this drug looks like it provides at least a very promising alternative it's going to require a lot larger confirmatory studies and of course long-term safety data uh, just as we did when we developed statins. And that was going to be my next question. What about safety? How well tolerated was it? This study was what we call a phase two study, and that's really an efficacy study. Um, all phase two studies in lipid areas, really to find a dose and to find a patient population that you think will benefit from the drug. And then you have to go into phase three, and phase three is basically safety. LDL is a very uh, robust and validated surrogate in most agencies, regulatory agencies in the world, the AMA, the FDA, all accept LDL as a proven surrogate for reducing coronary artery disease. 
So now it requires two to three years of large-scale safety studies to make sure these drugs have no adverse effect. So there's still more to come, but what's the word, the take-home message for the practicing community today? Well, that for statin intolerant patients and patients who can't get to goal on maximum drug therapy, and those are severe hypercholesterolemics or patients with inherited abnormalities, um, there is not a lot of alternatives and it's certainly the muscle-related side effects which drive the average practicing clinician crazy because it these patients can't tolerate and yet need medication, that probably three to four years' time they will have a real alternative. Dr. Evan Stein from the Metabolic and Atherosclerosis Research Centre in Cincinnati. Well, commenting on the Gauss findings at the 2012 AHA was Peter Wilson. The Gauss trial uh, was conducted in people who were statin intolerant. That means they could take low-dose statin, but you couldn't get them to the dose that the physician and the patient would like to get onto to be closer to their goals. So intolerant patients, and they use different doses of the drug, and in general, across the ranges, the low dose that they tested was around 40% and more than 50% in the highest dose. So these are really big changes. For Normally, if a patient's uh, statin intolerant, we reach for some of the older drugs, which are 10 percenters, and azetamide, which we would probably reach for first, and that's closer to a 15 to 20 percenter. So to get a 40 to 50 percenter, is, it creates a new, uh, a new excitement, I would say, for opportunity. But these, trial, these drugs are injectables. That's important. They're not pills. They are subcutaneous injections. Uh, you do have to do the usual monitoring. For instance, in the Gauss trial, they had individuals typically on a, a low-dose statin, so they get the usual statin monitoring, but you have to keep an eye on some of the other things. One of them they had was uh, what we would call a signal. At least uh, some patients had some high levels of creatine kinase, or CK, and we would expect that just from the statins alone, and a statin-only type of experience, you would expect less than 1 in 500. Dr. Peter Wilson of Emory University in Atlanta talking to Sarah Maxwell in Los Angeles. For Audio Medica News, I'm Peter Goodwin.